Welcome in to another episode of We're Talking. Today we're talking softball, Raging Cajun softball, Mr. Bobby. Bobby, how are you this afternoon? I'm well, man. Getting ready, getting ready for another trip. I'm telling you, the girls have spent a lot of time on the road early this season. So yeah, we've got we've got three more road trips to go before we uh, we start conference, and only one home game in the middle of all that. So, but yeah. toughen them up. Absolutely. I mean, if you're if you're going to win in a regional, you got to be able to win on the road, and you got to be able to face adversity. So, um, it's all good. But uh, yeah. I I, I kind of the softball schedule when you look at it online, I always thought it was the next game that came up, and I'm like, we don't play Magnese tonight because it shows Wednesday Magnese. I'm like, we don't play Magnese tonight. And I looked, it says March 13th. So evidently, that's the next home game, March 13th. It is. It's the next home game. Man, man, that that is uh, brutal. But uh, so. Last week, let's go back to last weekend. Uh, Cajuns head to Texas, Austin, Texas specifically. And I understand the weather was beautiful for y'all. It was gorgeous, Craig. I tell you, um, felt like it was the middle of April. It got up to, uh, I think it got up to 82 degrees on Sunday and not a cloud in the sky, which kind of came back to haunt us uh, with no clouds in the sky, you know. Um, with that drop, you know, that, that, that fly ball that fell, but uh, it's just one of those things. But yeah, the weather was, was really nice. And uh, it was a nice weekend. We had a, we had a nice, a nice trip considering that we were uh, one and four, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I was, uh, you're right. The, the weather was absolutely beautiful here for baseball too. So I got the opportunity to sit out and watch baseball live and to listen to you and Cody on the radio when, uh, uh, when y'all were playing at the same time. So uh, um, to me, that's my best weekend. When I can be at one <laughs> stadium or the other and listen to the other game, you know, that that's a good weekend for me. So um, absolutely. When you love, when you love both sports, like you do. So let's go back. Number 12, Stanford. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know, you know, I, I don't want to get into too much detail, but that, that, that first, that first day, that Friday, Cajuns had two game early on Stanford then then Texas after that. What were your thoughts on the game? You know, I listened to y'all. I don't have the Longhorn network. So, and it was an easy choice. I was going to listen to you anyway. I was just going to put the delay on the TV by about 20 seconds. That way, if a good play happened, I could look up to the TV while I was working and catch the replay of it. So, but, uh, I didn't have the Longhorn Network, so I'm not going to say I was stuck with y'all because I enjoy listening to y'all. So, talk talk to me about that game, though. Well, you know, we we, we knew Friday morning, you know, uh, that Friday was going to be a, a, a tough day. You're playing, uh, you know, you're playing Texas, the number two team in the country, and Texas is legit. I mean, they are really good. They're deep in their pitching staff. Their first, uh, you know, the top five hitters in that lineup are Murderers Row and so we knew that Texas game was going to be tough. And then we knew we were going to, you know, we, we felt pretty confident that we were going to face uh, uh, Canada in that first game uh, against Stanford because Stanford was playing Texas on Saturday night. So, you know, it, uh, it made sense that we were going to face Canada on Friday. 
And, you know, if there's a better pitcher in the country, hopefully we don't face her. Uh, you know, she uh, she was just on fire. She retired eight of the first nine hitters she uh, she faced on strikeouts. And uh, and then the Cajuns after that looked like they made a, a pretty good adjustment and started to put the ball in play, but still just couldn't uh, make solid contact with her. She's, the, you know, she's got a 74-mile-an-hour rise ball. And, uh, you know, think about trying to catch up to that pitch. So, uh <laughs> You know, played well besides that, though, you know. Uh, had a couple me, of errors, which has kind of been our boogaboo here early in the season. Yeah, let me ask you real quick. Uh, not not particularly about the game necessarily, but uh, you, you mentioned the 74-mile-an-hour rise ball. And I guess I've really never noticed it, but I've, I've, I've spent more time, uh, especially when, I'm, when, when, when the Cajuns were home, watching the, the, the speed clock. And, you know, when somebody from like like Sam goes 69 to 57, I don't think people realize, you know, I meant to do the math and, and, and I, I forget exactly how far the 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 the, the, the pitcher's map, the pitcher's rubber is the home plate. But I meant to do the math for that before I talk to you again on on what the difference is that per footering. But that's got to be a, a real booger to try to hit well and it would make her even that much more effective is that she throws that rise ball at three different levels and uh, the further up she goes the harder she throws it so it's it's definitely you know, it's very difficult to make an adjustment and and then occasionally she'll throw a change up not very often but imagine going from 74 to 56 and uh it's just uh you know she's just really really good she's she's uh if she's not the best pitcher in the country and, you know, I'm not sure who is. Okay. And so, uh, you know, the Cajuns struggled uh, making those adjustments. And um, like I said, you know, she's really, really good, really effective. And um, we'll see uh, what goes on the rest of the season. So the uh, you mentioned with, with Texas uh, also uh, the murderers row there and in, in, uh, in, in their hitters. I, I know both teams maybe not every year, but sometimes seem to be ranked a little bit higher than they should be. Uh, from what you've seen, and I know you watch other softball games, but what for, from what you've seen, do you think these teams are, are, are probably where they should be ranked early on well, this I think, season? I think for sure Texas is, you know, behind Oklahoma. Um, I would think, you know, right now they're the best team in the country. You know, that, that catcher Atwood, she's uh, – you know, she's already over 30 RBIs on the season. She's got about, I think she has like seven home runs, maybe. I know she hit two home runs Friday night against Colorado State. And, uh, you know, and then the top of their lineup, they've got first two kids really, really good speed. So they, they've got everything they need. And they got a, they've got a, a deep pitching staff. And then, you know, when we faced, we faced Texas after we faced Stanford and, um, they throw the May kid who is a drop ball pitcher. So after seeing a 74 mile an hour rise ball for seven innings, you get a drop ball pitcher. So, uh, you know, good move by coach white there. I thought. So let me, so, all right. So Stanford one hits us, we commit two errors, but they commit two errors. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to see real quick here. So I apologize. You know, Sam, we, we only, we, we lose uh, four to one, but only one of the runs were earned. So, and I know 
there are three facets to the game. Actually, in my opinion, there are four facets to the game. The the, the fourth one being mental, but you've got defense, offense, and, and and pitching, and the fourth one being mental. And I think once you start making those uh, a mistake, it become it can become mental for you. Yeah, so once once they start you know thinking in their heads, here we go again, you know, and that's that's kind of when you get in trouble and uh, you know. Uh, we only had one hit in that game, but boy, we hit three or four balls uh, on the button. Some nice line drives, just hit it right at them, and it, uh, luck-wise, wasn't our day. And you know that had a lot to do with the pitcher, I'm sure. And uh, but you know, going back to rankings, you know, Stanford, when Canada's pitching, they uh, they're probably a top five team in the country. And then when she's not pitching, you know, they're not quite as good. They they're not very good defensively. And early in the season, they haven't really swung the bats really well, and they've relied on their pitching to uh, to get the wins that they've gotten. So, um, kind of depends who's in the circle um, when you face Stanford. Okay, so moving on from Stanford, we, we go into the uh, the next game. You know, four 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 ten start, supposed to be four o'clock, no big deal. Ten minutes later, not a not a big deal there. Uh, but, you know, the Cajuns, again, uh, struggle to hit the ball and, again, commit two errors. So what were you – what did you see, uh, you know, was the main thing there? Well, early in the game, obviously, having to uh, to go from Canada to, uh, to the May kid, and just it was a, it was a, a tough adjustment. For the Cajun hitters, you know, because um, she's she's a down in the zone pitcher. She's got a really good, really good uh, uh, drop ball, really good curveball, and she throws in the upper sixes. She's got really good velocity with a changeup to go with it. So, you know, the Cajuns in back-to-back games facing some really really good pitching and two different type of pitches. And um, you know, I thought that made it difficult early in the game, and then a couple of errors and the game kind of got away from us. Uh, in, in that in that first game against Texas on Saturday afternoon. So if if you're looking at this though, and you want to find something positive coming out of the game, uh, the Cajuns bring in uh, Lexi Delbury. I'm, I'm assuming I, I'm, if I'm pronouncing her, her name wrong. Delbray. Delbray. Del okay, thank you. Bring in Tech Lexi Delbray, and again, I mean, she wasn't perfect, but she only gave up uh, one run. Uh, and only walked one person, so you've got to got to be pretty happy about that. She pitched really well, and uh, you know her rise ball was hopping, and giving those Texas hitters some trouble. She got a lot of fly ball outs, so she was really effective, which was really encouraging to the uh, you know the Cajuns' uh, coaching staff. And um, it was nice to see Lexi get out there and uh, look like she's uh, really close to being 100 percent health wise. I, I was going to say that was, to my knowledge, that was her best outing all year long. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, and uh, and, and you know, and and that helped give her some confidence and um, something that she really needed to go out and not only have a good outing, but have a good outing against a really good team like Texas. Uh, I think did her a, a world of good. And and I don't want. It's about the game, but it's not about the game, but. And, and I don't want to get into criticism, but talk about the umpire in, uh, behind the plate. What Was it a good umpire, in your opinion? 
because the reason I asked, the reason I asked, because uh, probably seven or eight years ago when Texas was here, maybe longer, maybe less, I don't remember. Boy, we beat them, and they were just complaining about the home plate umpire when they left. Going, well, yeah, you won. You got your home cooking and all this other stuff. So again, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to create controversy here, and I'm not saying that's why the Cajuns lost. I'm just kind of curious on your opinion how the home plate umpire well, was. First of all, Craig, uh, on the on the second game Friday, the, the Texas game, they um, they didn't have room for Cody and I in the press box, and they put us. Uh, right in front of the press box. And if you've ever been to that stadium, it's really, really steep. And uh, uh, Cody made the decision that I wasn't going to going to be involved in that broadcast of the Texas game because it was it was too dangerous. So I was uh, basically just sitting in the stands down oh. the first baseline and not to avoid the question, but uh, yeah, I didn't have a real good angle. And OK, uh, fair enough. Know, so uh, that's about the only way I can answer it. I don't want to. I don't want to just guess and, um, you know, you know, you you know how tough it it can be on the road sometimes. And, you know, I I think I may have seen a little bit of that, but for the most part, I think the umpires did okay. Okay. And and again, I did not hear anything one way or the other. I was, it was a curiosity thing for me. It was just a situation where it was too dangerous for me. You had to go down some steps and, um, you know, to get to where they, they located us. Was probably wouldn't have been a good idea for me to try to do that. Okay. Well, tell Cody he needs to bulk, bulk up some and be able to carry you. <laughs> yeah. The problem so, was he had to, Cody had to stand up the whole game. Oh, that would not have been good for you then. Okay. No, no, no. Um, real quick, too. Uh, last thing on this game, uh, 1,848, about accurate for attendance there. Uh, yeah, when Texas played, they had really good crowds. Yeah. Uh, okay. Of course, when Texas didn't play, but yeah, I, I would think that's pretty accurate. Okay. Good enough. Like I said, uh, just, uh, again, curiosity, uh, on, on my part, no, no, uh, nothing there trying to criticize, but let, let's, let's move on to Saturday. Cajuns, uh, wake up another 11 o'clock game, Colorado state. I'll be honest with you. Don't know anything about Colorado State, if they're good, and never heard about them in softball. So I'm not saying they're not good, but I don't know anything about them. Uh, Colorado State was very competitive, Craig. They, uh, In fact, they took Stanford uh, on Sunday. They took Stanford into extra innings before uh, Stanford hit a two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth to beat uh, Colorado State 3-1. to one. And uh, we came out. We were visitors. Uh Scored two runs in the top of the first. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, if I remember correctly, Lane and Crater hit a two-run homer. Uh, and then uh, and then they brought in a little freshman from Weimar, Texas, a little left-hander who threw, uh, you know, she didn't even, she could, couldn't even throw 60, but she had a really good curveball. And she was a lefty, had a really good curveball and a really good change. She probably threw a changeup eight out of ten pitches. And... Uh, uh, again, the Cajuns uh, had to make some adjustments. And then in the top of the seventh, the Cajuns scored two more runs, which really uh, came up uh, came up big because Colorado State had a two-run homer in the bottom of the seventh to make it 4-2, to two, and that was the final score. And uh, so the Cajuns played fairly well in that game, and uh, uh, the pitching, you know, Cajun pitching, Rita Soto started that game, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the box scores right in front of me. 
Uh, I'm showing uh, Sam Landry on the box score. Oh, Sam did start that game. Exactly right. He pitched and, and the pitched whole most game. of that one. Yeah. Because um, she only pitched, uh, I don't know, three or four innings against uh, Stanford on uh, on Friday. So, yeah, they did they did start uh, uh, Sam, and she picked up her second win of the season. You know, Sam's been having a lot of good luck going into that bad luck. I mean, going into that Colorado State game, she had a uh, she, her record was one in five. Her ERA was under two. I think it was somewhere around one point nine zero. So, uh, you know, the lack of run support was really hurting her. And uh, the Cajuns were able to get four runs on the board uh, in against Colorado State, and then uh, and get the win. So going back to uh, the Colorado State, you talked about their. Uh, it looks like the first time they played Stanford, it was two to six. So I'm wondering, to your point, if Stanford, outside of their their top pitcher, if they not not struggle because, but you know, not as strong as they are. Well, they, you know, their number two pitchers is obviously a little bit of a drop off, but that's who we saw their number two pitcher. I think her last name's Kraus, if I'm okay. not mistaken, and. Uh, we saw her in um, in, in the uh, in the Saturday game, our second game against Stanford. Had a little bit of success against her early in the game, and then she kind of kind of settled in and and kind of quieted the bats. But again, the Cajuns put a lot of balls in play. Had three or four line drives that were hit right at, and that's when Cody and I kind of started to be a little bit encouraged and felt like the Cajuns were starting to swing the bats a little bit better than they had. Uh, previously, you know, in, in, in during the games that they would been struggling, and then uh, and then coming back on Sunday, that game against Texas, you know, they had ten hits, but only went and, and scored four runs in the first inning, and then was unable to uh, score after that. Yeah, I, I texted with Cody a little bit Sunday during uh, the baseball game, and and he he uh, had the same sentiments that you just mentioned, uh, exactly that that uh, very encouraging as the weekend went on, even though on the scoreboard, it was not a successful weekend. Again, uh, if you want to do it, W is for win, L is for learn, and we got to yeah. learn something from it. Coach Craig, Rowe. you know, that Texas, that Texas game, you know, a little bit more bad luck. We had, it's four to four in the uh, bottom of the fifth, two outs, nobody on, and they hit that lazy fly ball to center field that, um, you know, Maya Davis catches 999 out of 1,000 times. And uh, the sun affected her. And, in fact, the ball fell about 10 feet to her right. She never even saw the ball. So the Texas hitter gets a triple with two outs. Now they got to run on third with two outs. And they were able to score that run, that inning, um, and to make it 5-4. to four, And that was the final score. And uh, so the Nile Lecker was uh, – in the, in the circle was really the uh, the bright spot for the Cajuns against Texas, you know. she uh, And Denali is a drop ball pitcher, and she was really effective, got a lot of ground ball outs and a few strikeouts against Texas, which was very encouraging also. That has to be very very encouraging to your point because uh, we know Sam Landry right now is still, no matter what, what, what the numbers look like, Sam Landry is still the ace of the staff. So to have some some people step up this weekend also has to be encouraging going forward. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, uh, Delbray and uh, and Denali Lecker uh, both pitched well over in that Texas tournament, and 
Chloe, Chloe got a start and uh, looked really good the first uh, time through the Stanford order and about halfway through the second time. And then they kind of started to get to her. And, and, and that's when they brought in uh, the relief pitcher. I, I can't remember who they brought in against Stanford out behind Rio Seto. I think it was Delbray. Uh, who, uh, yeah, uh, she did. Came she she came did. And then really I, well. Yeah. I and don't... then again, Lecker on Sunday. And uh, Sam Ryan also pitched a little bit, and uh, and uh, so all the, all the pitchers were able to get some uh, some innings during that tournament last weekend. You know, we we, we talked about uh, uh, Davis in 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 the air there, and quite honestly, uh, it, it happens. We saw that to I think I, I think he was the College Player of the Year last year, Dylan Cruz over in Baton Rouge when the Cajuns played uh, Louisiana State. Uh, there were there were two balls hit high, and 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 if the sun's not out, or even if the sun's out, if there's no clouds, it the ball just blends in to to the sky. It's really difficult to pick up. So. Yeah, just had a really high blue sky, and she just never picked it up. Unfortunately, and uh, like you said, it happens, man. It, it and uh, you know not to and criticize. It happens to the best or, of them. It happens to the best of them. I saw the Yankees left fielder yesterday, Pereira. He uh. He same exact thing, lazy fly ball in the left field in the preseason game. The ball lands about ten feet to his right, you know, and he's uh, he's making a lot more money to play than my Davis is. I promise you. Yes, you know, one last thing before we move on to last night's game, though, uh, and, and this is the only thing I'll say about that. This the Cajuns score four runs in the first inning, and this would be another robism. You got to tack on runs. You got to you got to protect your lead. And you can't let the other team chip away at you, and that seems that seems to be what happened. And I understand uh, everything, but you've got even with the error, if the Cajuns tack on a couple of nut runs, they probably re- win that game. So yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, you know, but again, during that Texas game on Sunday, you know, Cody and I, like I said, we we had ten hits against really really good pitching. Texas has five pitchers that are all really, uh, you know, top-notch Division One pitchers, and they've got a deep bullpen. And anytime they get in trouble, they're able to bring in a, a another pitcher right behind that can be just as as effective or more effective than the starter was. So that's kind this of what is, the, the Cajuns faced on Saturday, on Sunday. This is what I love about the game, though, and how sometimes it can pay you back. Maya Davis makes an, uh, a mistake in the outfield. But goes three for four on the on the day, you know. A, a couple uh, opening weekend, Uhas makes a base running mistake, uh, and and uh, for the for the baseball team, next next time up to bat hits a home run, you know. It, it can pay you back sometimes, even when you do something wrong. I guess. Well, it's a it's a game of failure, and and you know, once you fail, depending on how you handle that failure. You know, you can always come back and contribute to uh, to your team, and that's what Maya has been able, you know, was able to do on Sunday. You know what I love though—the best stat in that that game against Texas. You brought up the ten hits. I love the ten hits for the that fact. One strikeout though, one strikeout. Yeah. And, and 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 that's what we began to see uh, in that game uh, Saturday afternoon against Stanford, and 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 then you know it carried on into. Uh, into Sunday, and then last night, 
you know, the Cajuns really swung it well against Nichols, and I think we may have only had two strikeouts if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. And I need to I need to start uh, bringing the box scores with me when I do these podcasts. That's so. all right. Well, let's move on to the Nichols game because that's a little bit more positive for us. An eight-two Cajun victory. Nice part about it there too. We talked about we talked about in the uh, Texas game. You score four runs in the beginning. Here you score two runs in the opening box, then you tack on a run in the fourth, but you get five in the sixth, so you're really pushing the limit there. And at that point, uh, before the Cajuns had uh, tacked on the five runs, it was the three-to-one game, so really uh, positive uh, focus there again, 11 hits for the Cajuns. Uh, so let's talk, what, what did you see last night again you know, obviously the 11 hits are, are, are fantastic, but what was the, the – I hate to use the word the most positive, but what what what, what did you like, extremely like? I don't know. <laughs> well, what I like from last night, first of all, give uh, give Nichols credit there. They're a much improved team. They uh, they lost to Florida State on Saturday, 5-4, to four, so they, they're a lot more competitive than what we've seen from Nichols in the past, and – uh, they had a good little left-handed pitcher, kind of like the the kid from Colorado State who uh, didn't throw hard, but she had a curveball and a changeup, and she was able to keep the Cajun hitters uh, off balance for you know, the first five innings, and the Cajuns were able to, to get to her in the sixth. But the thing I liked the best about last night was uh, the defense, man. We 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 were solid in all the phases, you know, all three phases of the game. We were solid. Uh, Langleers had a an error at uh, at second base. Uh, you know they have a they have a turf infield. I think the uh, the turf monster got her. You know, ball came up on her. She was unable to to handle it, but was able to recover. Made the throw to first. Just was a little bit too late. But besides that, the Cajuns were solid on defense. They uh, they turned three double plays. Uh, Brooke Ellistad picked off a runner at uh, at first, who made a one a lazy uh, wide turn and. Uh, and then Maya Davis in the seventh inning stole another home run as the uh, the Poche kid, the uh, the cleanup hitter for for Nichols, hit one really well and uh, uh, straight away center field. And Maya was able to uh, to go up and uh, and bring it back in and save the home run. So saw a lot of really good things defensively last night. Coach Glasgow changed up the uh, the lineup a little bit. You know, Sam Rowe was at first last night. And uh, Langlers at at second, Brooke Ellistad at short, and Sissy Vasquez at third. And it looked like that uh, that infield defense uh, was really clicking last night. And, um, and in fact, when Langlers made the error, the Cajuns turned a double play on the on the very next pitch. So uh, that error did not come back to haunt the Cajuns last night. I like it. Seven different uh, players uh, get uh, a hit last night. Four of those players get two hits. So uh, I, I, I love the one-two punch, uh, Maya Davis and Maddie Hayden at the top of the lineup. I and would not first screw inning, with that. The, in the first inning, uh, top of the first, uh, first two Cajun hitters are retired. Uh, the three-hole hitter gets on, and then uh, Sam Rowe hits a home run. You know, so Cajun able to get it done with two outs. And, uh, I think all the Cajuns' runs were scored with two outs last night, if I'm not mistaken. So that's a good sign. Absolutely. And uh, 
you know, just going back to Nichols overall right now, uh, I, I, you know, to your point, they lost uh, to Florida State four to five, but they won two games. I don't know what FA, FIU is doing, but they won two games against FIU, uh, you know, beat UTSA, lost a close one to Houston. Houston has been uh, typically a, a good softball team. So, you know, uh, not not a bad Nichols team, to your point. Well, they were. The I think they were eleven and seven going into the game last night. So they've had some uh, some nice wins early in you the year correct. and some tough losses. So. And the amazing part is, uh, you know, they're they're two and one at home. The one loss coming from the Cajuns, zero and five on the road, but nine and two in neutral site games. So yeah, they've uh, they've they've been playing in some uh, some some pretty nice tournaments. Like you know, last weekend they win the. Florida State tournament, and uh, so I think Nichols is going to be a factor in the Southland Conference this year. Going to get some teams a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I see that now. Mardi Gras Mambo tournament uh, here in Youngsville, the Houston Classic uh, that University of Houston uh, that had Houston, UTSA, UMass. So uh, definitely, uh, I, I, I looks like they're building a program there. Hopefully, so. Um. Cajuns head this weekend on the road again. Um, you know, it doesn't get any easier. You know, you got number one, Oklahoma. You face number two, Texas. What do the Cajuns have to do this weekend? Just just go out and compete, you know, and and uh, not, not worry so much about who's in the other dugout. Just worry about your own selves and go out and compete, continue to get better, continue to get ready. For conference play, you know, this is going to be uh, it's going to be another tough weekend. Uh, the three teams, the, the Cajuns and the three teams they pick, uh, they play this weekend will all pick to win their respective conferences. Uh, and all the Cajuns and all three teams they play this weekend were all in a regional last year. So it's going to be another really competitive weekend for the Cajuns. And uh, we'll go out there and hopefully can carry over what we've seen in the last three or four ball games and continue to see some positive results. Uh, what do you, uh, w with what's going on, I I'm just looking back at uh, Oklahoma. It looks like they were out in, uh, in California for a tournament, but I'm trying to find, and they actually went, Oh, were they on the road? Oh, they, so we're actually opening up their stadium, correct? We're opening up their new stadium, right? Yes, sir. Okay. This weekend. Now, Friday, the Cajuns play Miami at five o'clock. Right. That one that game will be played in the old stadium, and then the next four games will be at Love Field, uh, the new stadium, which, from what I understand, is uh, amazing. I don't, I know, Craig. If you, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but if you, uh, if you Google it and go look at their scoreboard, their scoreboard is uh, in the shape of the state of Oklahoma. All right. Well, uh, I. I'm trying to do do two things at once. It's not a, but uh, no. The reason I asked is because uh, the reason I said that because I was trying to to look to see what kind of crowds they were getting, but then I realized they were still building their stadium, and this is the first weekend they're actually going to be home and all. They only just they put the turf down in the outfield, like, uh, and it's 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 not it's not artificial. It's it's real grass. They only put that down, I think, week before last. So. They had some finishing touches. They opened the uh, 
their season, the first three weekends all on the road. And um, all the Oklahoma games are sold out in the okay. upcoming tournament this weekend. You know, it, it's uh, it, it's it, I, I love the scoreboard in the shape of Oklahoma. I'm, I'm seeing a picture of it now. When I was in Nashville for the Nashville Sounds, uh, I think they're AAA, but baseball game, their their scoreboard is in the shape of a guitar. So, oh, that's that's nice. That's I like unique things like that. I yes, love indeed. unique things like that. So, Absolutely. So uh, uh, that's the plan. Get on a bus tomorrow I, and head up to uh, Norman, Oklahoma. All right. Well, quickly, uh, to, I, I see the artist rendering now of the uh, stadium, too. Very nice. Uh, quickly, though, uh, everybody healthy as far as you know? As far as I know, everybody's, uh, for the most part, pretty healthy. Good. And uh, gonna gonna load the bus with the with the uh, entire roster and and go uh, see if we can compete over there at, uh, in Norman, Oklahoma this weekend. No doubt, I ha I have confidence. Uh, I I think we're gonna have a better showing this weekend and uh, and uh, lots of positive look forward to. And even if even if even if uh, there's some struggles there with Oklahoma, it's not the end of the season, and these girls well, know that. And it's, I, you know, just go out and compete. Yeah. These ladies, I apologize. And you're going to be in a pretty nice stadium this weekend also, from what I understand. Yeah, but it's still going to have all that puke orange in there. <laughs> so, no, it'll be, uh, it'll be, it'll be fine. Uh, going to enjoy it. Looking forward to getting, leaving early uh, Friday morning with Brad Topham and then uh, getting over to the stadium, help set up the uh, radio equipment so that we can uh, – that the broadcast goes on smoothly. So, all right, Mr. Bobby, thank you so much. Uh, any last words of wisdom, though, before we sign off? Uh, just just go play the game like you played it when you were six years old when you began and uh, and when you, when you loved the game and there wasn't any pressure. And uh, that's about the only words of wisdom I have. And, you know, the bases are still 60 feet. The, the pitching rubber is 43 feet. And the – Outfield fence is 210 and dead center field. So just go play the game you, you know how to play and the game you've been loving all your life. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Uh, and thanks for, uh, for texting me about doing this because it's been a crazy week. So I'm, I'm glad to take a little break from work and get this done. Well, so couldn't get it in last week. And I just, this was by the only time I was available this week. So thanks for having me. And, uh, Looking forward to uh, visiting with you some more during the season. Sounds great. Appreciate it very much. You've been listening All to right, We're Talking. You. We've been talking softball, Raging Cajun softball with Mr. Bobby. Mr. Bobby, I'm Craig Malosa. Thanks for listening. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited, except, ah, uh, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it, share it, put it in your podcast, broadcast it, or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.